I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Welcome into another Denver Nuggets daily podcast. My phone is already messing up. <laughs> Way to go, Teach. Already messing up. In this. this is a Christmas Eve edition, so I don't know how much we are fully here mentally right now. Zero. But nonetheless, there is a Denver Nuggets win over the yes, Golden State is. Warriors in Golden State, in which the Warriors scored a season low 81 points. So I got some things to yell about, and I'm sure you do too. So we are going to record this podcast, and I am very much so This ready is this. the definition of a Nugget life, and this is Anilo Piro. You're representing Mount High Sports alongside TJ McBride. we got Jeff Morton, the King of Thornton, Matt Smith, Dev Johnson, Brendan Vogt, the whole crew over here locking down the fantastic coverage here at Malai Sports. So in typical Nuggets fashion, they somehow, someway managed to win back-to-back games against the Portland Trailblazers and the Golden State Warriors. And on Christmas Eve, TJ, we are now here talking about it. Yes, we are. It's, it's kind of incredible because I've probably talked about this two-game road trip at like six different platforms, whether I was writing about it, whether I was on the radio about it, whether we were podcasting about it, or whether I was a guest doing something. And I said 0-2 on every single platform. Yeah, I, I said they could probably go winless throughout the cal- like the, the through the, the rest of the calendar, calendar year. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I, I completely completely agree with you and I was like listen this is a very tough stretch they could be below 500 at the end of this calendar year but this nugget situation is is so different than that Michael Malone has really gotten this team to buy in together and I don't know what it is that he has been able to do but there has been just this unkillable gene that has really been instilled within this nuggets team that I have not seen from them and that really showed because don't get me wrong the Warriors were terrible from three in this game they were just they couldn't hit anything they were three of 27 they missed 20 straight three-pointers at one point in this game so at some point you kind of got to chalk it up to the Warriors just missed some shots but on the other end the Nuggets defense was flying around and they were just playing with so much effort and it didn't matter that the Nuggets were just completely sure they they should have been a schedule loss they're on a back-to-back you know the Warriors were two they're in Oracle and they were supposed to get swept up and it just didn't happen it didn't I mean I I don't know how they kind of flipped the switch you know I was kind of ranting about not ranting about this on Twitter but this is just like the most nuggets thing ever you know three or four nights ago looking they were in the gutters and you know now they're soaring sky high it's just ridiculous how this team you know can you know flip the switch in almost an instant it seems like so will it last now I think is the bigger question because you know we've seen them have spurts like this when they were just like what what the hell is happening like what are, what are you doing it's, uh, they're like, unkillable now like, man like Matt Moore of CBS of the Action Network whatever wherever he is and, <laughs> and that switch over but 
It's incredible to me to see that this Nuggets team has taken this leap from a young team who will randomly lose games, and when the going gets tough, they kind of fold to just a completely unkillable attitude. Michael Malone, after the game last night, in the post-game press conference, said, and this is from Gina Mizell's Twitter account, I woke up this morning feeling very confident in our chances tonight, and our players have the same mentality. This is against the Warriors, nonetheless. Yeah. He went on to say, we came in here not happy with the win in Portland. We came in here to be greedy, to be selfish, and to get another win. That is just the most beautiful sounding it's quote to anybody who wants to succeed. It's a talking point to what the Nuggets are trying to build, and that's a winning culture and a winning atmosphere here. You know, these guys are now starting to recognize how talented they are. Gary Harris realizes he's a top ten shooting guard. He's Nikola beyond Jokic, that, in my yeah, opinion. But yes, exactly. But you know, Nikola Jokic realizes he is one of these sensational talents that don't come around very often. This team is buying into what they have, and they're unifying as a team. It's fantastic to see. It's time to talk about Michael Malone more. There's so many players who stood out in this game in different ways, and we will absolutely get to them, but people don't realize that Michael Malone has improved this team every single year in some way, whether it's their record improving each year, whether it's their offense taking, you know, going off leaps and bounds because of Nikola Jokic, whether it's their, de- their defensive versatility this year and how they're all of a sudden showing that they have the ability to be a top-flight defensive team at some point. They're not there yet, but they're showing the signs that they can be, whether or not it's the mental toughness that they're developing and the acumen of figuring out how to win games regardless of what the situation that is presented to them with. That is a credit to Michael Malone and Michael Malone specifically. And for people who get on him when things when the going gets tough, he has learned to control his own emotions in that way. I talked to Will Barton after I believe it was the Oklahoma City game and he was like, listen, Michael Malone is growing with us as well. And this is paraphrasing. He was like, the biggest thing about him is that he's, he's talking to us. He's, he's, he's really trying to inspire that confidence within us and that's been the biggest difference for us and he said that he thinks it's winning them games and I wholeheartedly agree with that. I know he's not a player but you can make the argument that Michael Malone is the Denver Nuggets most improved player this year just because you know we've talked about it multiple times you know at by him being so such a hothead it kind of you know rubs off on the team in a negative way. You know, whether it be calling timeouts too you know prematurely or you know screwing up the rotations and whatnot. It, it kind of puts a bad taste in the mouths of some of the players here. So I don't know. I feel like Malone has now started to learn to grow within himself, which has been a fantastic thing for this team. And now you're starting to see the payoff, and you're seeing that really bleed into his players because you see Gary Harris embody all of the different philosophies that Malone wants this exactly. team to have within them. You see it in Jamal Murray. You see it in Wilson Chandler. You see it in Mason Plumley. You see it in Tory Craig. You see it in Malik. Beasley you see it in Will Barton that's not just coincidence Michael Malone is really getting to a point where his impact is being felt by this young Nuggets roster and that has been in my opinion one of the biggest developments of this year so far is that it's not just this young team that's improving by the year it's Michael Malone that's improving by the year and he does not get enough credit for the amount of confidence that he has instilled within this team because to want to be greedy after a win in Portland against Yusef Nurkic against a team who knocked him out of the playoffs last year that should have been a huge a comforting win for the Nuggets and it could have been a letdown on a back-to-back in Golden State against the defending world champion Warriors. It wasn't. They wanted to be selfish. They wanted to be greedy and that is a reflection of Michael Malone. Yeah, they're not content with anything right now. They want to straight up be, you know, the one seed, the two seed in the Western Conference. Although yeah. that does not look as realistic to us it's as it may to them. But, but yes. that's the mentality of if we, you know, carry this over game in and game out, we can get there. It's the proper mentality to have. They're sick and tired. You know, the no, I feel like the Nuggets have always been attached with you know wait and see 
you know, in terms yeah. of whether it be draft picks or how waiting for, for players to progress. Reason. No, absolutely. But it seems like in terms of their mindset, in terms of how they're trying to play now, they're not going to take that approach. They're going to give it their all 110% now. This this year was them forcibly taking a leap forcibly. from young and up and coming to a legitimate playoff contender. Absolutely. And how how good can this team they were really forced. be? And or not even not even forces in someone told them they had to. They brought it they upon knew. themselves to be a better team. And I think that is such an important value in this roster is that you see the youth being like, I don't care that we're like 25 on an average age. Exactly. We're coming out and we're going to hang with the best of them and we don't care who it is in front of us. Whether it's the Golden State Warriors who the Nuggets hold to a season low 81 points, that's the lowest since 2014 that that's the Warriors have scored. Absurd. And, they, and it wasn't just that they were missing shots. There was a lot of that. But the Nuggets were so hyper-aggressive on defense. They were closing out with pure tenacity. There was just this, there was this fire in everybody's eyes on defense and Wilson Chandler embodied that. Nikola Jokic, Mason Plumley, Gary Harris, Trey Lyles even had moments where he was like, "Dude, like that defense is incredible yeah. that we didn't know you had in you." Exactly. I, it, I I love watching this team right now, man. Yeah, I mean, it's very fun. You're seeing them play to the fullest of their abilities, and that's exactly what you need if you are this team. And again, it, it, it's really it shows character. Yes, they're down Paul Millsap. I mean, I can't stress this enough. What that's I, the insane part. I didn't tweet that once ridiculous. last night about this game. They, like, they don't did this have Paul, Paul Millsap. Millsap. It's insane to me. No, granted, the Warriors did not have Steph Curry, but still, I mean, the Warriors are superior. I mean, they have uh, multiple players on that team that are championship, you know, winners. It's 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 just crazy to me that Mason Plumley is able to do what he's been doing. Nikola Jokic, we obviously know how good he is, but uh, but defensively, absolutely, man, holy hell. doing things we're not we not necessarily are accustomed to. Trey Lyles, another guy, said Gary Harris continues to just be ridiculous. He's so good. It's incredible. It's absurd. Man. It, it, I'm out of compliments for Gary Harris. I listen, I just I don't have enough. And words people are anymore. starting to latch on. Um, they yeah, really they are. are. I mean, dude, I was so I was I may have been watching a you know quote unquote legal stream last night of this <laughs> game, and I was listening to the Warriors broadcast, and there were multiple times where they were like, "Man, this Gary Harris kid." At one point, yep. they literally looked at each other and it showed them doing it, and they were like. This dude is, it, it, they were like, we need to start discussing Gary Harris in the elite category. Like, he could be an elite player, and I'm exactly. paraphrasing. But they basically alluded to the fact that Gary Harris could be an elite player in the NBA. This Absolutely. isn't just an all-star even. Like, an elite player is beyond what Bradley Beal is right now yeah. for the Washington Wizards. It's beyond, like, it's among that Clay Thompson-type role. That, is that, that's what we're seeing. He has the intangibles to be. He really does. Yes. He's showing that at a young age. I mean, I said it now for the billionth time 23 <laughs> yeah. year old that plays like he's a 26 or 27 year old it's ridiculous and his game just keeps expanding like that finish and he had in the fourth quarter where he switched from his right to exactly. his left hand to evade Dray, uh, Draymond Green yep. I was stunned like he can't make that play last year and you know, absolutely and you know what this is this is a product of Michael Malone and his coaching <laughs> yes. staff because who's when did Gary Harris's turnaround start the, the second first year Michael Malone walked in the room Gary Harris's started. worst year was under Brian Shaw's first season Brian Shaw gets ousted Malone comes in and Gary Harris has improved Proved. His numbers have gone up exponentially year in and year out. And he's continued to, you know, level the playing field in terms of, I think, where him and Jokic stand in the eyes of the organization. And then, I really think he's turning to be as valuable as him. Yeah, and then to expand on that, I mean, there's so many things that I, I've been reported that the second Michael Malone walked in the building, he, he looked at Gary Harris and was like, yeah. you're my starting two guard. And the coined phrase that Michael Malone always says that he learned from his father, who was a coach for years and years and years, was that the best thing a coach can do is, is instill 
confidence in it's a true. player. And that is literally what has led to Gary Harris becoming this player. I mean, 19 points is not going to blow off the page, but he was 6 of 14 from the field. He got to the line six times. He had three assists to go with it and two steals and a block. Was a terror defensively. Clay Thompson was so frustrated. He was 6 of 21 from the field, 1 of 10 from three. He was just completely befuddled. He had no idea how to deal with Gary Harris. And if it wasn't for the fact that he was jacking shots, got 21 shots up that led the Warriors, he wouldn't have got anywhere near 15 points. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just it's a te- game in a game out. The epitome of consistency. I mean, we always talked about how Gary Harris could kind of be the poster child for this team in terms of what they need to mold because he just, his maturity and his poise, how he demonstrates that on a night-in, night-out basis, just, it, it's incredible. Let's let's keep talking about Gary Harris because yeah. something that's really special, I think, that's developing within him is that now that he has been forced to play with the ball in his hands more and play off the bounce, it's adding to his game when he's playing off ball and working in the, in the dribble handoff and working in the pick and roll and working in the pick and pop. I mean, able to attack closeouts and things like that so seeing him being able to do that mixed with the fact that his connection with Nikola Jokic and now Mason Plumlee and before he got hurt also Paul Millsap it just continues to get better at what point and who was the one guy who made Emmanuel Moutier a plus player on the floor because it wasn't Nikola Jokic it was Gary Harris at what point do we start talking about Gary Harris as the glue guy just because not he makes Nikola Jokic better he just makes everybody's life easier on the court this is an interesting kind of way to think about it we always talk about how the NBA is kind of churning to be this you know positionless league yeah Gary Harris can be the Nikola Jokic of the guards, and you know Jokic kind of unify the bigs and whatnot. Yeah. And it, it, it's almost like you just separate it into two categories now. It's ridiculous. And yeah. Gary Harris it's is the leader of one, and Jokic is the other one. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's gonna be. Listen, I, the Nuggets. This is kind of like a new systematic way of doing it, though. If you think about it, the the whole positionless yeah. kind of versatility. Like in terms of the way the Nuggets have the opportunity yeah. to do it with the kinds of players that they have. Well, I mean, think about the guys they have. Wilson Chandler is a 3-4 combo. Mason Plumlee is a 4-5 combo. Nikola Jokic is the most hyper-versatile big man in basketball, not named Marcus yeah. Cousins right uh-huh. now. Jamal Murray is a lights-out shooting point guard. Gary Harris is a playmaking shooting guard that is elite off-ball. Wancho is a 3-4. Trey Lyles is a 3-4 that may eventually even have a skill set to play a little bit of 5 in the future. Torrey Craig plays 2-4. through four. Malik Beasley play, can play 2-3. through three. I mean... Every single Will Barton interchange point guard to small forward. Everybody on this roster has been built with a versatile mindset. And it goes back to what people were talking about the start of the year when it comes to the Golden State Warriors is that the Nuggets are trying to build their own version in some degree that the Warriors have, where it's this hyper versatile team, except the difference is they have Nikola Jokic at the helm, not Steph Curry. And that's kind of changed the dynamics of how they play, obviously. But in terms of building a positionless, a versatile, a great high level shooting roster of guys who can switch defensively and play multiple multiple positions. You can see that in this Nuggets team, that in this roster that Tim Connolly and Arturo Skarnasovas have built. I agree. I mean, I, I think you really hit it on the head. Like, this is what they want. This is the direction that they've taken. They, you've, they've firmly implanted that, and they're moving forward with it. I mean, I think, you know, as these guys kind of mature and maybe some trade opportunities arise over the course of the next year or two, um, they're going to have some ample opportunities to really fine-tune this team. But I think it's safe to say that the blueprint has been kind of laid in the foundation as well. Yeah, it's hard not to agree with that. I it's mean, more so now, so how, do you, how do you better yourself with what you got? Yeah, and that's that's what's so scary about this team because think about if all of a sudden you get Paul Millsap back because they were able to hold the Warriors to 81 points, which, yes, again, I know they missed lots yeah. of threes. That's not being argued on this podcast, but... 81 points, man. Yeah. That, that, that's obscene. Well, I was g- that's without Paul Millsap. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, absolutely, it's fantastic. And I was going to say, like, the biggest takeaway that, like, a microcosm of this game, but really just the season as a whole encompassed is there's a new standard for Nuggets basketball. Yes. Like, that's really what it kind of comes down to is they're not expected to have these ridiculous losses like they had, you know, the past three years or whatever it's been. They, they, they expect to have games like these when they can shut down a team like the Golden State Warriors potentially to 81 points. When they play Houston, a team that they have yet to, I don't think they've played them yet this season, have they? No, they lost to Houston earlier in Did the they? year. Did they? Well, yeah. they'll have another opportunity it to play It was a blind game because they lost by, like, 30. 540 points. It was an absolute was okay. destruction. Well, but regardless, yes. but they'll have other opportunities to kind of prove themselves. But here recently with wins against Portland and Golden State, those are uncharacteristic of the Nuggets of the past. It really That's is. That's the new standard. And this is the thing that people forget, people forget. Let's take the optics of this game in a nutshell. So no Paul Millsap, obviously, for the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic is just getting back from injury. This is Gary Harris's second game back from injury. Will Barton is ailing. Wilson Chandler dislocated his pinky twice in the same game yep. and came back from both dislocations. His hand was so wrapped up after the game on his Instagram story. No, Mason Ryan, Plum, oh yeah, Mason sorry, Plumley. Mason Plumley. That Ryan Green made the joke that it looked like he was like pe- packing it up to send it out in a shipping label because yeah. it was so covered up. Yep. But they were able to do this with Mason Plumley hurting, with Gary Harris just getting back, Nikola Jokic just getting back, Will Barton hurting, and they put out the best defensive performance in Oracle against the 11-game winning streak Golden State Warriors with Draymond Green getting back two games ago. What did they have now? Three, four wins over the Warriors in the past three years? Yeah, they, that, that's... That's got to be among the highest in the league in terms of regular season wins. I know. I'm trying to not do anything about that. I mean, even Matt Moore asked him the asked Michael Malone the question about the Warriors, about how he continually plays them yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. at some point, it's just pure randomness. I remember on the Warriors broadcast, it said in the past two years that the Warriors are like seven of 54 at home from three point against the against the Denver Nuggets in the past like two, three years. Yeah. Like just like obscene it's weirdness ridiculous. when they play together. That's but a good thing. It is for Denver, which is insane yeah. to me. But it's in, it's just incredible to me how this team, considering everything that was against them, considering how good the Warriors have been, considering the fact that they were not expected to win this game in any capacity. They've just played a really tough game in Portland against a team that's a very emotional win for them. Yeah, absolutely. And they came out and just put their foots down. Every time the Warriors looked like they were going to steal any momentum, Trey Lyles hits a step back over, uh, or you know, a turnaround jumper over Kevin Durant, or you have Gary Harris getting a ridiculous finish in the lane, or you have Nikola Jokic getting an offensive rebound put back with his touch. It, it just didn't matter what the great. Warriors did. No, it really, I think... Yeah. I mean, it's a team rising to the occasion. Yes. It's exactly what it is. It's, it's what a good team does. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, it's kind of simple, really. Yes. I mean, you can look at the Nuggets record and be like, you know what? They're really only 18 and 15. They haven't been super impressive. I have been blown away by the maturity that this team has shown. Absolutely. Because we're, I mean, Paul Millsap has not been here. You had Nikola Jokic gone for seven games, and yet the Nuggets are still showing that they can hang with the I mean, best team. It even teams goes beyond NBA. that. Just look at the problems that they just had. I mean, Torrey Craig has been a starter for this team. Who would have said that before the year even started? I would, but that was, was the, the only one. No, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. But he was way out there on that field. I mean, but even then, it could have been unrealistic. Just it was based very off of how, I mean, look at this. I mean, Washington Hernan Gomez was down with mono. I mean, there's just so many. People forget things. about that. He was supposed to be a big part My of this rotation goodness, this year. Absolutely. There's just been a gazillion different things. You Waving Jameer, Jameer Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Bringing up Richard Jefferson. I mean, you're integrating new things. And you, For what it's worth, Mike Miller departs. No Darrell Arthur, who still hasn't really played this year. You're it, not just staying above water at this point. They're prospering and considering the fact that There's a gazillion different things that are wrong them. with this team. Yeah. So how good can this team be, <laughs> man? Like, we don't know the answer to that absolutely. yet. Not only the Nuggets don't know the answer to that yet, but they can be really That's, damn they're good. They're still like a ball of clay, dude. It's incredible. They are. Like they have some direction in terms of how they want to play, but they don't really know what players they want to play in what setting and how, yeah. what style. 
I got to say, though, watching Nikola Jokic play in this game was fantastic. Absolutely. Every time the Nuggets needed to stem the tide and they needed to go to a guy for a bucket or they needed to go to a guy to make the to like just get the offense moving again, Nikola Jokic was able to make it happen. And on top of that, he was very good defensively tonight. I or not tonight, last <laughs> night. I am very tired. Um, it's it's incredible to watch his maturity because the one that we haven't talked about, he's playing 37, 40 minutes, you know, 39 minutes in games consistently and is not looking gassed. Absolutely. His conditioning is better. He's not fouling nearly at the rate that he was last year. He finished with 37 minutes tonight, zero personal fouls while putting up a great defensive game. Composure. Yeah, man. Poise like, under the spotlight. Nikola Jokic continues to grow right in front of our eyes. People are going to start catching on, man. Like, I know like the diehard NBA fans are. People but know. But the general is, NBA <sighs> public will start to catch on slowly but surely. It's true. I mean, he didn't even have a three tonight, and he was the most dominant player on the floor, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. It was incredible. I mean, Wilson Chandler's defense tonight was just fantastic. He was getting switched from Draymond Green to Jordan Bell to Kevin Durant throughout the night. Kevin Durant is 6 of 17 from the field. Jordan Bell is 3 of 5, but he was not on very often. Draymond Green was 4 of 10. Like, he was able to swallow these guys up. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green combined for five turnovers tonight. They were not able to do very many good things because Wilson Chandler was a blanket. Like, people could not move off of him. And then when you had Gary Harris and you had Wilson Ch- and you had Mason Plumlee stunting with the second you got by him, this no Nuggets defense was so good, and that was headed up by Mason Plumlee, by Wilson Chandler, by Jamal Murray, or by Gary Harris. I agree. I mean, I, I it's just, again, it's a team unifying and rising to the occasion of these games. I mean, it's, it's really just more so an encompassment of what this team has been building over the past few years. It's changing the culture, a winning culture that is now binding within the team. and it, It's bleeding into the others. You yes. know, it starts with Gary Harris, which trickles down to Jamal Murray, which then slowly but surely trickles down to Malik Beasley. I mean, it, it's a domino effect of sorts because like, I mean, it's going to set this team up betterment for the future. Yeah, and it was funny listening to the Warriors broadcast again. They kept talking about, about how great shooting the Nuggets backcourt mm-hmm. is with Jamal Murray and Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. And we're critical of Jamal Murray because he's a rookie and we watch him every night and we see the small things that he still needs to fix to become that high level player but to see the broadcast just like someone from a third person perspective where they don't see him every day be like this this backcourt's got so much talent in it it's true yeah. like you have Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic as the ball one of the most hyper versatile front courts in basketball not named the Pelicans and Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins and then you look over and their backcourt has the ability to be one of the most just insane explosive scoring backcourt there is yeah. like it's amazing to see how this Nuggets team has been built I agree I mean it's it's really it pulls from a lot of different styles, really, because you it have does. like European integration, but then you also have you know the modern NBA influences, and it really just kind it's of true. meshes. Because you have Arturus Karnasovis, and you have so many guys that played overseas in Europe and Eastern European, you know, different leagues and whatnot, professional leagues. That you see how everybody is able to play with their ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. Everybody can play make for others in some capacity. Everybody knows how to make the right pass and the right play, and knows how to you know have the, to be able to play off the bounce in some capacity. Everybody has that skill level to them, yeah. but you see the switching versatility you see the ability to play positionless you see the three-point shooting all of those things that make this a new age of of basketball but still you get that european influence of this hyper versatile and just fundamentally sound unit yeah it's trying to pull the best of both worlds really it is and the Knights are really trying to do that i don't think there's been any team that's really done that before you look at the atlanta hawks they had a little bit of that the spurs definitely had a little bit of that but this is different the way that they're playing through nikola Jokic as a big and things like that is an entirely different thing that no one has ever seen because of of nikola 
Jokic's skill set. He great. finally got a chance to play in the mid-range again last night, yeah. and it looked fantastic. He was hitting floaters again, push shots. He was getting offensive rebounds off of them because They're the defense just has no idea how to stick with a guy like Nikola Jokic yeah. when you can pull up and hit a floater on you on eight feet. Like It's just so bizarre to watch how this Nuggets team can be so dominant Absolutely. like this. They're playing to their strengths, man. They're figuring out what works and what doesn't. I mean, the Nuggets beat the Warriors by scoring under 100 points. Yeah, like it's, th- it's like, just insane that? to me. And they hold the Portland Trailblazers to 86 points the night before, and hold the Warriors to 81 points the next yeah. night. It's it's really it's it's a microcosm of what this team is trying to do. I mean, it's just slowly, but again, but the question is now: Will it last, TJ? Well, they're going to have that, ups and downs. No, I know, but they have games now. Got the 76ers. I think they've got uh, the Timberwolves and the Jazz to round out the year as well. They, based off the past two games, they should be able to win those handily. You would think. I mean, two well, of which are at handedly, home. I don't know, but they're going to be coming back. Okay, so they're going to be coming back home to play Utah. I expect them to win that game. I do flat out. And then you look at Minnesota. That's a tough game because it's the second night of a back to back after traveling to Minnesota where it's cold as hell like everywhere yes, else is. they've been and they are going to be exhausted because they just played their third game in four nights against Golden State they get two days off and then a back to back and then they have two days off and go straight to Philly after Minnesota yep. that's a tough oh, I'm sorry not yeah, at Philly at that Philly. is yeah, I, I keep messing here. that up I had someone get mad at me on Twitter you were right um those are two home games they should win, but at Minnesota is going to be tough. If the Nuggets can finish this on a th- on a five-game winning streak against Portland, Golden State, Utah, Minnesota, Philly, which is story. feasible. This is not crazy. They should beat Philly at home, who's tail sliding badly. They should beat Utah at home, who's just not as talented as them. Minnesota's a tough game. Even winning four of five to finish the year would be incredible, man. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about the Nuggets going four and five at that point, and they're going to be 22 and six. At the at the start of the calendar year, I mean, absolutely, it'd, it'd be incredible. There, and then you start talking about a month away, two from months Paul away Millsap. from Paul Millsap being back. Yep, weather the storm as best you can. You're good looking. This Nuggets team just continues to surprise me, which means they're going to continue surprises with other surprises down the line. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but this is going to be a crazy last absolutely. three games of this calendar year. It's gonna year. be fun, man. You got anything else from this game, man? I really don't. I know it's Christmas Eve. No one's really going to listen too much this episode, so we're not trying to push it too hard. But Oh, you know what? One last thing. Trey Lyles. Yes. He was only 1 of 5 from 3, but he was still scored 15 points on 14 shots with 7 of 14 from the field. Added 6 rebounds. Listen to the podcast and heard us get mad about him. But that was absolutely awesome, I thought. Yeah, he, uh, listen, a guy that continues to step up and fill a void in light of Paul Millsap being down and Jokic being down earlier in the season. Uh, again, he's going to continue to push the envelope in terms of getting points. You've seen Kenneth Free who registered yet another DMP coaching decision. Um, I think it's safe to say that Trey Lyles has kind of taken over oh, he's still right now as oh, the uh, backup power forward for this team. So just another solid game from a guy that uh, really has become a diamond in the rough and draft. Line. Well, think about it this way. I mean, he started Nikola Jokic and Mason Plumlee together and hasn't played, and he's done that for the past three games, and he has not played Kenneth Free one minute of those games. What happens when all of a sudden you have um, Paul Millsap come back and Paul, and then Mason Plumlee becomes the backup center, and then suddenly you have to find any minute for Trey Lyles, which means Farid is largely out of this rotation. Absolutely. It, it, it's. Uh, I think the question now is how many more days in Nuggets uniform does Farid have? Yeah. When do you That's think really he plays next? <laughs> My gosh. I bro. think he plays at Minnesota on the back-to-back because they play yeah. big. I think that. I think if he does play, it'll be that game. I yeah, bet you he won't play against Utah, but I think that does it for us, man. Alrighty, there it is. 
Happy Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve to everybody. Happy holidays. Yes, Merry Christmas to everyone. I, I'm going to be out of town here for a little bit. Yes, you so, are. So, TJ, you're going to be locking down with Everyone Nuggets Daily Podcast. I'll be yelling. For about right, a week away. here, I uh, take a little time off, recharge the batteries, but uh, then coming back to give you guys some awesome, awesome, awesome Denver Nuggets coverage, in addition to getting ready for some, de- uh, some Colorado Rockies baseball. Yeah, and if you listen to this podcast on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. That's Much an awesome thing. I really hope you guys have a very, very good Christmas, have a very, very good end of Hanukkah, whatever it is that you are celebrating. Thank you very much for listening. Happy holidays. Adios. Secretly admired her, wired her, a letter together. And it was my dear, my dear, my dear. You do not know me, but I know you very well. Now let me tell you about the feelings I've been for you when I try or make some sort of attempt. I simp. Damn, I wish I wasn't such a wimp. Cause then I would let you know that I love you so. And if I was your man, then I would be true. The only lie I would do is send the bed with you. Then I turned to send the one who loves you dearly. He has loved me tender. But the letter came back three days later. Return to sender. Damn. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to take a spirit animal quiz online. Please be the cheetah. Please be the cheetah. And learn your animal isn't the cheetah, but the far less appealing blobfish. Oh, come on. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 blobfish minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to Geico. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance.